dear listeners, I'm back with this new episode. This isn't, isn't a normal general episode, but this is somewhat special. It's special because of two reasons. Firstly, it's due to our special guest, Mary. She holds two positions right now and in combination of a storyteller and global head of internship at Microsoft. And the second reason why this podcast is special, because with this heavy heart, I should utter this word. This is my last episode of the series but don't worry there is another season coming up in 2021 and with no delay we'll head up to mary hi how are you i'm so glad to be here thank you for having me firstly i should thank you because i know you're busy and everyone says this like whenever you go to but i mean it i literally mean it coming on my <laughs> no it's a pleasure and uh, i'm super excited to talk about the topic that you're bring- brought up because i think it's so important so i'm excited to chat with you and uh and connect through this medium yeah sure uh as a quick intro do you want to add anything about you yeah sure so i i lead the intern program at microsoft and as you said i'm also a storyteller that means that i do some work around storytelling um techniques and i teach those techniques inside and outside microsoft i also wrote a book about it so i'm an author and uh, it's been a wild ride i've done a whole lot of fun things so it's exciting yeah i'll surely read the book later yeah cool okay. <laughs> so grace over So what's the first word in your mind when you heard the word Grasshopper or anything about Grasshopper celebration? What is the first thing that you get? Is it- yeah, you know, I, I, the first thing I see visually is a lot of women, a lot of women in one place. And that is powerful because, you know, a lot of times we don't connect the same way uh, as women to women. Sometimes it gets competitive in a space like tech. So this is so empowering to me when I visualize uh, just so many women coming together for one purpose, to learn, to understand, to connect, to network, uh, to possibly find the job. So uh, it, it's really, for me, it's a, it's a mob of wonderful women all over, from all over the place, from all over different countries and different places coming together in one place. exactly and that's the best part 25000 women gathering at a single place working towards mm-hmm. like with only with one mission in their head like to improve diversity and yeah that's very important and uh, going back to your first time when you attended ghc so what was your reaction then like you attended ghc right now you're you were in ghc So what was your feeling then? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was overwhelming. I have to say, I didn't expect it. When you, you, you think about it, you dream about it, you watch some videos about it and then, and then you go there and it's a whole different experience. Right. So, uh, it was, I guess overwhelming was the first, the first thing that came to mind. The convention center is so big. Uh, and there's so many people, so many women everywhere. And I just didn't know where to start. I didn't know where to go first. Uh, it was just a lot happening. And, but the vibe is, it's the energy is just so, so powerful. And you immediately feel that connection, right? There's just, there's people everywhere feeling good and, and, and there's a hunger for learning. So, um, it was, it was exciting. It was exciting and also mentally, uh, you know, overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited as well. Even if it's a virtual, I was like. thank god i started a podcast i got this idea of starting a podcast even though i'm not i don't have enough instrument but i was like let me let me connect to people let me start a podcast and you know i i just made it and yeah this is my final episode yeah uh so since it's virtual so do you have any tips for you know for our people 
to maximize the use of the grace of being in a virtual yeah course. yeah you know the virtual experience um i i haven't obviously seen it this time around but i've attended other events that were large scale right large scale that i've attended in person in the past and now they've become uh virtual so for example the adobe experience uh you know we have different microsoft events that have turned into virtual events um and so those are the kind of things that you you always wonder how is it going to change in terms of experience once it goes digital uh, versus in person? And I can tell you from, from what I've experienced so far in these large scale events, uh, the organizers have done such a great job in keeping that networking piece uh, as, as good as possible to be able to allow different platforms for connection. And that I think is the most the most uh, critical part, right? Because we go there uh, and in person, you have this connection point. You have, you know, you, let's meet for lunch. Let's meet after lunch, after, you know, the conference, let's have dinner. And so you don't have that when you when you attend virtually. So uh, the conferences that I've been to, and, I, and I'm sure Grace Hopper is going to do the same, uh, is creating these spaces where you'll be able to connect. We call them like virtual round tables or something like that, uh, maybe virtual happy hours. So you'll be able to just, uh, you know, sit down and meet other women and, and do that network piece which i think it's so important yeah and networking is very important i've been telling the same like from the past few episodes like even if it's virtual i feel like you should have the same experience because it's grace Hooper after all and yeah grace Hooper is huge and it's amazing like i can't put it out in words but i can clearly see everything even if it's virtual it's it will be awesome I'm, I'm sure about it it will be it's going to be exciting uh and you know what i also learned that when you go virtual there's a lot more that can be done that in person you can't do so now you have uh, availability to go uh, explore different areas uh, maybe watch back you know a keynote uh, in because it's a replay yeah. versus you know so now you have more opportunity to to gain more insights which is really cool and yeah firstly we don't get exhausted in standing huge queues. Yes, the lines. You're so right. That's another piece that I don't miss. And also the bathroom lines. It's not good. <laughs> exactly. Especially at Microsoft booth. Oh, my God. I can't. That's oh my gosh, that was that was unbelievable. So last year, you know, we didn't expect. I mean, I think it's a great surprise we we had experienced, but we didn't expect so many uh, people coming in and wanting to learn more about Microsoft and actually apply at Microsoft. We had this recruiting booth there, and it was every day uh, we were closing uh, the booth. It was by you know we were supposed to by five thirty. I think it was the time, and it, there was just lines and after lines, even at five thirty. We had to turn people that away, so it was it was exciting, but also exhausting, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, since we uh, we were talking about Microsoft Booth, so I think uh, right now applications were open for JT specific roles at Microsoft. Could you share more about it? Yeah, so right now we are beginning our recruiting season and we typically will leverage events like Grace Hopper to uh, meet people, women in tech, who are interested in the tech uh, business and the business functions at Microsoft. So both sides, uh, engineering roles, uh, dev roles, coding roles. So all of it uh, is available. We opened up our um, roles uh, in August and so they're online. You can 
definitely look look and see what's available there uh, and welcome to apply. The um, application process takes a couple of months because we do want to source uh, from different conferences in different places. And so if you apply now, you're, you can wait to hear back sometime in the fall from our recruiters who are going to be sourcing candidates. Um, but it's a really exciting time. And so I encourage everyone to just go to Microsoft Careers uh, and they'll be able to find uh, internships available uh, that are going to be serving in the summer of next year. Yeah, cool. And I also heard Microsoft have a fall internship and winter internship, right? We do, but they are extremely small in numbers. I literally, we go from over 3,000 in summer to like, a hundred and just a hundred yeah in the fall and in, in winter the reason the reason we have those smaller internships is really to serve uh some schools around the world that are uh, at their summer time so it's like the southern cone in latin america so they're very very small it's not a big program at all uh and we typically our biggest program in HQ is in summer. Now we do offer other, other internships around the world. So we have obviously other regions in Europe, for example, internships are year round. So there's no specific season. Uh, in India, they do start a little bit earlier than summer, sometimes sometime in spring. Uh, in Canada, we do have a bigger um, number for, for winter and for, and, for fall and winter so it really depends on what location for specific for seattle for hq um our biggest internship period will be in summer and again the fall and the winter are very very small yeah and could you share some tips to make our resume stand out from others absolutely um i would say it's a combination of a resume and your digital your digital presence your linkedin profile for example because we do look at that um so for your resume i would say use the top real estate to highlight your story and your accomplishments. So instead of using it for objective, um, as you would say in intro, you know, who you are and what you're looking for, go right in and say, I can deliver this, 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 and that, and these are my attributes, and this is what I bring to the table, and this is why I've accomplished these many things. And then get into the deeper, you know, the, the more uh, detailed piece, which is the, you know, your education and your work experience or your other internships and past, uh, you know, extracurricular activities you've had. But in general, spend time on the top really just you know that's that's where it's it's important that's where the eyes go right on the top to really highlight those accomplishments uh in those uh those attributes that really sell who you are are you bilingual uh you know have you volunteered in community uh, all of these different aspects of of you know what you've done and, and really the intersectionality of who you are god i think i have to change right now because all of my achievements are at the bottom yeah, and that's well. Then you know that that's the thing. A lot of people put them at the bottom, honors and awards at the bottom, and then it's like by then I've already just I've looked at just your school and what you've done, and and I want to know who you are, right? Why have you done those things? What have you brought to the table? So, is it necessary to take a referral to apply, or one can simply just go on website and apply online? Yeah, so no, I really recommend that you go directly on the website. That is where we want to bring equity to every person. We want to make sure that everyone has the same opportunity. So for us, applying online is the best way. If submitting your resume, any other form will be a little bit more difficult for privacy purposes as well. And so um, it's we highly recommend you start the process online. Cool. So yeah, guys, you reason, right? You don't have to take a referral. You can just simply apply. Exactly. Everyone gets an equal opportunity. 
and every resume will be read by one of the recruiters and that's right yeah so now coming to interviews so generally people get a lot of anxiety in the interviews so do you have any tips for controlling the anxiety like to stay calm and i know one point, yeah yeah one major thing is like we have to be prepared if we are confident enough we will never face that thing but still since it's like a huge opportunity for suppose for someone applying for and giving an interview at microsoft obviously everyone knows like microsoft is huge and and everyone wanted to work in microsoft so what would be your advice for them you know how to control the anxiety that stress and that tension in the interview yeah so it's really around being able to use your what i call your origin story your that story that's unique to you your journey what you've lived uh to pinpoint why that makes you a great candidate. For example, um, if you know Microsoft, you learn Microsoft's cultures and the values that we drive. We talk about that a lot. And if you go on the website, you'll learn a lot about our values. Uh, our mission is to empower, right? And so empowering is one of those things that we want to do. Uh, if you come and you say, a recruiter says, hey, why Microsoft? Why do you want to come to Microsoft? Why is that important to you? You can say something along the lines of, well, you know, I came from a large family. Uh, I had learned early in life that I had to empower myself and empower others uh, for their experience. So that, you know, that became a core value for me young when I was younger and, and, you know, I drove my life through that. And now I know that a company exists with the same core value, with the same mission. And now I want to do this at a larger scale. And so Microsoft to me means a platform for me to go and empower other people. So that's how you can basically tell a little bit about you and also bring it back to Microsoft in a way that enables you to talk about your unique uh, experiences uh, and give a little bit of that storytelling, but also uh, letting the recruiter know that you see yourself at Microsoft now. So yeah, my question was uh, how to control anxiety in the interview. But yeah, thankfully I got one one more wonderful answer for that. But yeah, so how, how, how can one control anxiety in interview? Yes. So, and that's what I'm saying. So use your origin story, right? Being prepared really means um, owning your own story. Anxiety comes from uh, anticipation of what may happen or may not happen. Uh, and then, then, you know, then you then you lose your, your answers in yourself. When you become confident, uh, the best way to become confident is by thinking of your own story and what you bring to Microsoft. And, and, and when you're able to talk to that, um, you're able to actually um, become confident in your answers and say, hey, I'm here because I know that I have something to bring to Microsoft and you should hear what I have to say. Yeah, when it's your own story, you'll be definitely confident. Got it, got the answer. I felt it a bit weird when you said the answer, but right now I got the point, exactly. When, mm -hmm. when it's our own story, we can tell it like in a more confident way. And it's obviously, yeah, it'll. everyone has a different story. Storytelling is important. Yeah, even I like I tend to give a lot of long answers because I always try to relate every answer with a story. That's great. That's great, and that that also enables you to uh, go through the different. Um, types of answers that you can give, right? So you, you, each story has its own power, if you will. So it enables you to be more diverse in your answers. You don't get stuck with one or two sentences per answer. Yeah, yeah exactly. And this question is very personal to me because this is related, a very related question. Uh, being an international student, can I apply to Microsoft in US? 
Yes, you actually can. And we do bring students from all over the world um, to, to uh, Microsoft HQ. Um, you will go to Microsoft Careers and you can apply in the US. Now, with that, there's always uh, some caveats around, you know, uh, just uh, visas and, and the, all of the that comes with it being an international, but we do bring international students all the time. Got it, got it, got it. Like I know there are 138 scholars and everyone have the same question, but right now it got clarified. Thank you so much mm -hmm. for this answer. You're and, welcome. Yeah. And I personally think like all these online platforms like LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, I feel it's a, this platform sort of great importance because we can tell our story on the first on the first place. The next thing is like we can tell like, hey, I created this project or I did something like all these online platforms are like very important for students. So what do you think about that? Yeah, so, you know, I think every every time you decide to go on social media, you really have to have a mission for why you're going on social media. Social media is a great platform to amplify your voice and grow your brand. And I've been able to do that personally. And my career has really uh, benefited and my life has benefited from social media. But I've had to really create spaces for it and create my own rules and guidelines uh, so that I don't get boggled down by it. And also it doesn't eat me up. I feel in control of it, right? So for example, LinkedIn uh, definitely helps when it comes to your profile to getting a job. Uh, I've we've had stories, many stories where someone has posted, you know, a candidate has posted something on LinkedIn, and one of the recruiters sees it, invites them to an interview. So that does work. It does enable you, gives you an extra layer uh, to getting noticed um, with recruiters. It does. Um, so what you put there and how you highlight and feature content is important. So so take time to do that. But LinkedIn is only one aspect, right? So there's people are on TikTok, they're on uh, Snapchat, they're on Instagram. And so we recognize that all the platforms are really telling one story and that's the story of you. So so think about what that looks like. Think about, you know, there's a there's a blurred line around, there are blurred lines around your personal life and your professional life, especially if it's out there for the world to see. And also how what it does for you personally, right? Does it really benefit you in the long run? What is social media doing for you? I have been able to use it to grow my business. I've been able to use it to grow my brand. I've been able to use it to connect with students. Uh, so it's all beneficial because I've, I've driven that mission for my, for my social media. So don't go out there without admission. It really is important that you take it. The, the best way to stay active and take advantage on those, on those uh, platforms is by knowing why you're doing it and gaining the opportunities that you want out of it um, in the best way. So keep that control, have, have a, a mission and have a plan. How are you going to network? How are you going to give yourself an opportunity? What are the things that you can do uh, for, for, for you to get your content noticed, for example? So there's many ways and there's many strategies and it's really up to you to grow it. Yeah, so that's how even I connected with you on LinkedIn and that's how my each and every guest mm -hmm. on my podcast was on LinkedIn. So that's right, that's why we're talking here. Yeah. Exactly. So coming back to GHC, uh, so I know like you would be very busy at GHC because you are a recruiter and you know, you're not even a recruiter, you're like on the next level of the recruiter thing. And so do you have any, uh, like, do you have any favorite session during GHC that you attended in the past or any session or any event in GHC? 
apart from recovery. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My favorite event uh, are the keynotes. I love the keynotes. Um, I, I really look forward to the opening keynotes and the closing keynote. I'm one of those that like wants to be there super early and grab a good chair uh, just to get a good view. Um, and I think they do such a good job in, in you know, in bringing different different women from different places to talk about topics that are relevant. Uh, and they're so powerful. So I really, really love to listen to them and gain some insights and learn something new during the keynotes. Right. Even I'm looking forward this year. But yeah, mm-hmm. it would be better if I would attend in person because I would really meet them in person. But yeah, it's okay. You have to act. <laughs> yeah. Being an international scholar, like this would be the, my first time entering into US and that would be a different story, but maybe... Oh, I know. That would have been a whole different experience. Yeah, but I'm getting enough of things because of my podcast again. I don't know why. I'm really loving it doing that, but yeah, I know everything will have an end and even my podcast is ending on this episode, like by this episode. On the closing note, do you have any other tips do you want to share with my audience for anything related to GHC or like whatever you want? open yeah absolutely so um i just want to say to tell your story is very important because it amplifies who you are whether it's for looking for a job connecting with someone else uh inspiring other people sometimes we think our stories are nobody's going to be interested uh because they seem ordinary and it's not true they are extraordinary because they're yours they're unique and that's what makes you unique. So don't be afraid to go out there, especially as a woman, to tell your story. Uh, use the social media platforms, use the digital platforms that exist uh, to help amplify those stories um, because they they will do a couple of things for you. Number one, they will benefit you as a person as you share your learnings. There's a power in knowledge sharing. And the other one is to uh, help inspire other people. You may not know it, but you will be inspiring others when you share your stories. So don't be afraid to do that. Uh, and you will see how either at a conference, in a network setting, when you're uh, when you're drawing your new resume, when you're posting something on social media, all of it drives back to your experiences and your learnings and they're unique to you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. They are exactly, yeah, we talked about LinkedIn and you know everything. Everything has its own importance. The only thing is like, you have to know how to use that. It's just that thing, like everything is there and you just have to go out and just open up yourself to speak. Yeah, I understand that there are people of, there are people of introvert types, but yeah, I don't know, you should somehow come up and open. So that's how you get the opportunities and Mm -hmm. everyone is there for you. You just have to be like passionate enough to do that things. And that's what I wanted to to tell at the end of this episode and and at the end of this podcast. And thank that's you. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Miri. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me.